Welcome back to the Make It Count podcast, a small business accounting and personal finance podcast based on the idea that when you can count for everything right in your business, you can make a whole lot of other things in life count too. I'm Tyler Warner, co-host with Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System designed to help people get out of chaos in their accounting and find total control. Episode two, Marcus, and we're talking about getting paid, specifically how to do that with less friction yep. um, in your business and uh, for your, your customers. Um, but before we dive in, I wanted to share something with you. I <laughs> yeah. waited to tell you till now. All right. I just got an email that our first episode and this whole podcast has been accepted into the iTunes podcast. Uh, that's so that's a, that's a good first benchmark, yeah. you know? Before the second episode, we're on iTunes. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Man. Which, you know. For the three listeners. <laughs> that's right. I knew our You can li- find us, our loyal fans. I knew our lives were going to change. <laughs> right. I didn't know it was going to happen this fast. Right, right, right. Well, we'll try to stay, you know, like when people say they knew us when. That's right. right before yeah. we had this mega podcast. Right. So let's not keep our listeners waiting. Right. Um, <laughs> let's dive into... What's changed over the past few years in terms of getting paid as a business? And um, yeah, what's new? Yeah, I think what's new is, um, so obviously you could, I mean, getting paid over the internet is not a new thing, right? Um, But what's changed, I would say, I don't know, in the last five years, is just the ability to do it uh, more simply, to do it from any device. Um, Example I was giving you earlier is always an example I give is, Somebody who's out in the field, who does a lot of work, kind of service work out in the field, think about a landscaper, a plumber, electrician, that kind of thing, uh, maybe even a handyman. The ability to process an invoice from you know a mobile device, a phone or an iPad or something like that, uh, and do that really right at point of sale and initiate payment right when the service is rendered, as opposed to going back to their office, submitting an invoice, where you could still get paid on that invoice. You know, in the in I used to use QuickBooks Desktop years ago, and I had Intuit Payment Solutions turned on. So I would send invoices and get paid, but I couldn't do that from my phone or another device. So it's just speeding up the process, allowing you to not have to remember that, to not have to go back and have another action item to get back to the office and do invoicing. So that's the biggest thing what I would say is that the ability to handle payments on the fly or get paid on the fly. Yeah, and it seems like the barrier of doing that over the past few years has gotten just increasingly lower. Like, I remember when I first started um, in business, we would help people build websites, e-commerce, and it was like, you'd have to go sit in the bank, get a merchant account, right, and then... Um, then you'd have to sign up with your merchant account with through like a third party payment gateway. Right. It was just a lot of strings and a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, and then then you had to build out the technology to actually work with the payment gateway. And so you compare that, you know, that was probably maybe ten years ago. Well, did you when you built the website for us when we had the clothing business? I remember having to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember there was nothing plug and play about it. No. Yeah. Compare that to today, and that was probably what? We did that in 2011. So right. we probably got a site with e-commerce probably 2012. Right. It was not that long ago. Right. Compare that to today where you literally, I would say, if you've got a business checking in probably 30 minutes, you can Shopify and accepting payments with Stripe. 
Is that because Stripe, and I'm asking you questions, is that because Stripe is now both the gateway and the processor? I don't know that enough to the technical terms, yeah. but but essentially I would I would think that's yeah. right. You know, Or they know. own the downline. Yeah. Essentially, they've got the processor in their suite of products. Yeah, and that yeah. was kind of how PayPal was too. PayPal yeah. was both, I guess, that term, the, pro- the, the gateway and the right. processor. Right. But um, initially, back then, they, it was you had to have a PayPal account to use it. Right. Uh, why people signed up for payment services. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Stripe and there's tons of other. What are the, what are the other options? You know. Well, I mean, obviously, Square is a big player. Um, Square is a big player for most people. Kind of your point now. When you start a business, I mean, how easy is it to start a Square? account with your point of sale just think of your coffee shops small restaurants kind of your quick service restaurants um i mean anything nail salons barber shops it's really easy um and it's it's kind of like you know we're going to get into this term that i i like to use a lot it's it's frictionless you want to create a payment solution with your customers that takes away any barrier to getting paid and so what i think these apps do a great job of is that they allow you to get paid without any hiccups, right? And the, and the ones I would think of are, you know, you and I come from an era, we're not that young to where we don't remember or don't see like our parents still doing this, writing checks, like getting the bill in the mail, flipping off the voucher. I'm going to say all these things kind yeah. of like sarcastically, but you'll get my point. Yeah. Um, getting the envelope, addressing the envelope. If it wasn't, you know, if they didn't give you a conveniently self-addressed envelope, writing the check, getting the stamp, all that. Those now, as ridiculous as it sounds, because it doesn't take that long, are all points for somebody to say, I'll do this later. And that's the biggest thing I try to tell my clients is, and in fact, the reason why I've for years accepted credit cards is because you just want to make it, you want to make it super simple for people to pay you and for somebody to not divert. And you you sent me an, uh, an invoice, what, yesterday? Perfect example. Comes from an email, boom, just pay you right then and there. You gave me every opportunity to pay you fast. So I think that's the biggest thing with all the new payment services. That, And then just adopting that mindset of there is a cost to it, but and I think we'll get into this, the cost outweighs the alternatives. Yeah, well, you, what are the costs? Yeah, I mean, so you're going to have obviously a payment processing fee, and, and that's you – know, we could probably do a whole episode on the kind of – like I say, ethic, but um, people's rationale and charging that back to customers. But that's the biggest thing, right? Roughly 3% is what a credit card processor is going to charge you to accept payments for you, right? Um, And so that's a hurdle a lot of businesses just can't get over. Hence the reason you're seeing kind of this pushback. I know I've been to restaurants where it's like, they'll ask you on the front end, how are you paying? And if it's with a credit card, you're going to see that fee where they're charging it back to you. So there's some kind of, I think the industry right now and people are trying to figure this out because it's undeniable where things are going or where they are. I mean, nobody carries cash. And in fact, if you start looking at what's happening with crypto, it even makes the point even bigger that are we even going to be using debit cards in the future and credit cards? That's a whole other discussion. But, But the point is, so everybody's trying to figure this out. It's like, okay, if everybody's paying me with credit card and it's costing me 3%, what do I do with that? Um, and I can make a lot of arguments where in a service-based business, you're glad to pay it for the service they're rendering to you because of all the things you can eliminate. Yeah. I know just even ACH payments seem to be 
on the rise. Like I know when I first started, it was you know we did decks yeah. and stuff. But I w- I would say even clients where I'm not like working with that routinely, yeah. they have some of process in place of where you get signed up with ACH and it's yeah. like and that eliminates the credit card fees. Yeah, that's um, a that's a great solution. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, you know we we said in the last episode I brought up Routable. So if you're going to become a vendor of ours, like the perfect example I can give is like our health insurance or our rent. I mean, they're signed up on our routable account as vendors so we can pay them via ACH because, um, I mean, again, the fees. So, you know, for them to get paid via ACH, I think most ACH, sometimes they'll have an associated fee like as a percentage, but it's generally capped. But for the most part, ACH is 50 cents or a dollar per transaction. I didn't even realize I was getting it was even a charge. Yeah, it's it's small. I mean, it's so but again, it's so insignificant for the for the um, convenience of it yeah. that you don't even notice it. Yeah, I mean, I think when I pay somebody via ACH, they charge me fifty cents or a buck or something, or receive it. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. It seems a distinction, though. I mean, to your point earlier, if you're interfacing with like consumers, you know, like B two C versus B two B. Right. I mean, the convenience of it now lower barrier entry almost makes it a, a no-brainer. Right. But specifically when it comes to terms of accounting, because yep. we talked about this a little bit, how like there's Venmo and Cash App and, and PayPal, and even like Chase has Zelle, where right. like swapping money is very easy. Those don't even have transaction fees, like Cash right. App, I don't think, or Venmo, Venmo or Zelle, you yeah. know. Um, but how's that different than just like, okay, I've, I can accept payment, but how? what's the difference between other alternatives for in terms of accounting? Yeah, so I always bring it back to the, the software we use. So we use Zero, but QuickBooks Online, kind of same thing. If you are accepting those payments in the way that the software kind of, I'm not going to say dictates, but in the way the software plays nicely with. So Stripe, you've been mentioning Stripe. Stripe's a pre- preferred partner of Zero. When you set up a Stripe account, you do it literally within Zero. It's super easy to get going, and the difference between that and something like Venmo is that Stripe's attached, for lack of a better term, to the invoice, meaning that when somebody pays you via Stripe, Zero has an integration on the back end to know how to code that in such a way that it says, this client doesn't owe you anymore. Essentially, it does the accounting. It also can then allocate the fees properly. And so that is what you're missing in terms of the automation process. So that if I would boil it down, it's the automation process in terms of the accounting. If you, just, if you send somebody an invoice and they pay with Venmo, you still have to go and reconcile that transaction, that payment coming in to that invoice, which is not a big deal, but it is something. And so if you're asking me what the difference is, the difference is the automation of the accounting on the back end when you use somebody like Stripe, who is Zero's preferred uh, method for payments, and I, I don't know who QuickBooks Online uses, but I would imagine there's a suite of them. Sure, yeah, and I'm already I'm already feeling those benefits too because I used to have to go and separate the credit card transactions as like a separate right or like well, not the transactions but the uh, the credit card fees yep. as like a different you know yeah. in a different chart of accounts or yeah or, I mean how about how when you it? know you bill somebody a thousand bucks and you get a nine hundred seventy dollar deposit. I mean, I know from dealing with clients' books, I mean, it's like all these small outstanding invoices that really aren't owed. It's because they didn't have the integration set up properly or they and they didn't know. But now, literally in the Stripe setup for zero, 
there's a question, how do you want to account for the fee? And you tell it, put it, you know, in our case, bank and merchant fees account on the P&L. Well, now when that fee comes in, it knows, in this example, take $1,000, say that invoice is paid, take $30, put it to bank fees, and put the difference to cash. So it does all the accounting behind right. the scenes for you. It just makes it super easy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that can get confusing if you don't have that. Well, yeah, I mean, most, yeah, most people aren't accountants. You know, I mean, they don't. And I get it. I mean, it's, but we're trying so hard. <laughs> but you want to be. <laughs> we, right? we, yeah. We want nothing more. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's, I get it. Yeah. I wake up every day so thankful. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Right. Um, all right. So let's talk about, we talked a little bit about the tech overhead, how much that's changed. Yep. And, and I, and I do think that's important to know because, you know, that's probably one of the biggest hesitations people may have. I would say we kind of nailed the tech overhead and then obviously the fees. Yep. Um, what's your philosophy of like getting over those hurdles? I mean, you talk about frictionless payment and you mentioned your, your kind of thoughts are like it's worth it or yep. at least you nudge that way. Well, explain that a little bit more. The way I would describe it is you're always, I mean, I don't care what business you're in, you're doing cost benefit. You're looking at your costs and determining do they provide enough benefit to make to make that cost justifiable. In our case, I know we get paid way faster. I can't quantify that. I don't have the numbers here about, you know, I haven't done like our accounts days, what is it, day sales and uh, outstanding and receivables. I haven't done yeah. that or how quickly we get paid, but I know it's fast. And so for me, what the costs are that are being eliminated are staffing. So somebody physically mailing invoices, you wouldn't, you'd be floored how many people still do that. They, they, so, so let's just walk it through. Printing cost, somebody has to print those invoices, grab them, stuff them, mail them, then follow up on them. So, hey, you know, Mr. Warner, you haven't paid. It's been a week. Somebody's got to make that phone call. You then say, oh, and I get this all the time, and this is why it makes my point. Even the most diligent of customers who want to pay you, the type of people who would say, hey, you know, Tyler had an invoice this. I'll call him. You know, you've got those kind of clients. I've had those kind of clients before. Like in the old days, they'd be like, hey, I know you did this work. You had an invoice Even those people, that system creates an area for them to delay payment just because of the way it is. So mailing off all the costs with mailing, somebody following up, somebody accounting for it. When you boil all that down, I hadn't done the math on that, but I promise you the fact that you've gotten paid faster and eliminated those costs, eliminated the accounting for those, I think you're way to the positive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even just... And I hadn't mentioned the client experience. Right. I mean, and, and I kind of obviously danced around that, but again, I'm on the end of your client experience. It's so easy, you know? Right. Well, yeah, and I mean, look, from a cash flow perspective, I know there's times where it's like, if you, you know, what would be the 3% on a thousand is like 30 bucks. Yeah. So like, you know, there's times where it's like cash flow wise, it's like, I will pay $30 any day. Right. So if you knew that it was going to be like a week early yeah. compared to like, net 30 or right. you know yeah um so well, definitely I've, I've definitely felt that experience of getting paid faster and then you mentioned too the um uh has i guess it is the just the everything's all in one roof where you can see um and you don't have to 
automated reminders. Yeah, is what I'm, I'm getting. Glad at. You, I'm we, glad you brought that up because I, I have that uh, on my notes. Um, yeah, there was a point where we had so much. Um, we had let our me. I had let my accounts receivable. <laughs> I'll, uh, hey, who's we? Yeah, <laughs> I'll point the finger in the right direction. Right. Here. Um, I had let my accounts receivable get so out of hand that it was worth it for me. I hired someone part-time. Um, uh, she was actually in school to become an accountant. Um, yeah. And, and she did some great things for us, but one of the things that she did was she just made phone calls to our clients. We had great clients. Yeah. Um, people that probably want to pay you. Sure. Yeah. And then some of it just, it was like, I hadn't stayed on top of it. So we had, you know, basically, um, a whole salaried position worth of yeah. accounts receivable that somebody's job, part-time job was just calling and collecting basically right. um, and staying on top of that. Um, and so just having the automated reminders of, you know, if it's been a week or whatever, it'll send out, hey, yeah. you know, this invoice is past due or, or whatever. That well, kind yeah. of stuff is great. Well, I mean, think about what's your time worth? I mean, you haven't even, you got into the hard cost of a salaried staff person. But what's your time worth in thinking about this and remembering and, oh, you know, John Smith hadn't paid us. Let me call him. I know he's good for it. Like just all those things is kind of like the sum of the parts, you know, is greater. Like that kind of concept where it just works better. It's just easier. It's it's better on everybody. And, yeah, there's a cost to it. Like, but and I'm, you know, I'm kind of boiling it down to on professional services because I, I really do think the point is there because professional service, B2B or B2C, it helps you. Your client experience is better. Like, it just works. I even see people say this kind of stuff. I've, I've seen this a lot in my business, people trying to move to this. And, they, and they, it's like I keep bringing up this point of friction because I think people understand when I say that. They'll say something like this on the invoice. If you would like to pay your invoice online, Go to our website, enter your invoice. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. And again, older crowd may say, well, what's the big deal? But I'm telling you, I know from experience and I know what my expectation is to pay somebody. I don't want to do those things. I don't want to go grab your invoice. I don't want to go find the invoice number. I don't want to, I want a link or your, my credit card on file. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, again, it, even if you start taking these steps and you think you're kind of bridging the gap, yeah. just make it easy on people. Yeah, you don't want to frustrate somebody when they're trying to pay you. Yeah, you, you want know? your experience to be great. And, yeah. uh, and quite honestly, the last thing of your experience is generally them paying you. It's funny. I remember growing up, my grandpa, he was really like kind of the only entrepreneur in our family. He, had, he ran a mechanic shop and had a bunch of rent houses. It was just really kind of like entrepreneurial in that yeah. sense. And um I was with Adam with uh, with him at Walmart, and he was frustrated. We were waiting in line, and it was like ridiculous, you know, because they had like at the time it wasn't self checkout or whatever, yeah. and it's like twenty lanes, and there's like two. We're like twenty people deep. You know? Yeah, and he, I remember him making that comment, and he was just like trying to get somebody to spend money with you. you to pay you yeah and it was it was really kind of like oh yeah you're right this is what i just think is normal yeah you know but his his customer service perspective was like this is the finish line and you're frustrating people the most right you know? well think of a restaurant i mean they talk about turning tables over the reason why you want to start and end a cycle of payment faster is you can get more of them 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes so much sense. Like, you want to make it easy. We can't, it's like, I can't make that point enough. You want to make it easy on your clients to pay you. Yeah. So, all right. So, for somebody who's hearing all these benefits and is like, all right, what, what do you recommend? Yeah. I mean, again, we talked about it last week, kind of made the jump where we started off this podcast talking about cloud accounting. I think that's a must. I think you get zero QuickBooks online. That's your starting point. Once you get there, it's really easy. And mo and I know I can only speak from the zero experience, but they make it really easy to set up Stripe. And if the credit card fee is a thing for you, Stripe offers ACH. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's easy. I mean, set it up. And then get the app. So you get zero, you get the zero app, especially if you're in the service-based business. And, and even furthermore, if you are out in the field, it's just so easy to create an invoice right there on the fly. And you could tell your customer, think of the guy who cuts lawns, right? You know, just knock on the door. Hey, you know, your invoices, check your, in, you check your email. You've got your invoice. You know, those kind of things. So it's just easy. Just, just go grab, get a cloud-based software, set up the payment services, and get to work. Yeah. Good deal. Well, we'll end on that note. This was episode two, all about getting paid quicker, faster, easier. Um, certainly more episodes to come and now I can confidently say you can find us on iTunes Spotify all other major platforms um, so look out for the next episodes looking forward to it